0: Oh, Welcome to Radio Free Damos, an Ix fan podcast broadcasting from a post demos orbit on Voltaire Station. With me this week is Wines and YT and I'm Corbeau. This is episode 52 of Radio Free Demos. Welcome to Pulse. This episode is sponsored by getting punched in the face repeatedly while being told you're not good enough. Huh. Okay. How can
1: any race be so stupid? Oh, don't ask me any questions.
0: I'm just a hard hand just like you. I was actually going to ask this before we started recording. Does anybody have any like, questions they wanted to throw at the HSD world? Because I, don't, I haven't done my research on getting questions from the community. About Pulse? No, just in general.
1: Oh. What's the mortality rate
0: of Giant Robot Ball? The mortality rate of Giant Robot Ball? Yes. Um, well, it's a fictional sport, so it could be quite high. I'm assuming Six. Six, <laughs> sure. Six <laughs> apples. So um, Mortality rate of giant robot ball. Well, so giant robot ball is like a pulse ASR hybrid thing. Right. ASR tends to be a little bit nicer towards their people. Now, it, m- my impression is
1: that it's players versus giant robot, but I, I, I oh. don't know if that's, if that's accurate.
0: Oh, well, it might be four then. Sure. <laughs> that is slightly outside of tolerance. What? Tolerance is three. I haven't I'm
2: an English major. I don't I don't know statistics. I'm a computer scientist. <laughs> okay, well then. <laughs> Actually that is another interesting question. I'm unsure if it's been discussed in previous episodes of uh, like how popular is wood of a uh, building material? Question about wood? It's an interesting question considering trees are not going to grow everywhere. Probably do grow most places
0: because the well, on Ganymede they have giant Mushroom forests and giant purple trees. I think they're purple or giant purple ferns. It sounds very kind of ice dinosaur era. But mostly there are trees because vectors are ultimately humans and they like their trees. I know the trees on Mars are extremely tall and spindly. Why are you laughing at me? I assume you're going to go is peeing on them at some point. <laughs> I guess not.
1: No. That was just me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Put, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but. It's still likely that most home construction is prefabricated things coughed up by a most likely. Uh, house printer. Unless it's really artisanal furniture, it's not likely to have been.
1: Well, but in 20th century Earth, people put Roman style columns in front of their houses. How, how Made far? out of
2: closed cell dense foam. Sometimes. Well, yes, yeah.
1: but 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 the, but the point is, we still simulate
0: stuff which is centuries old. Actually, we I, might you
2: have wood printers. Well, of course, we, you'd have wood we could have wood yeah. printers.
0: Yeah, we could also have printed wood out of hard-celled closed foam. Yeah, right. It,
2: it's basically just carbon structures. Mm-hmm. Why not just?
0: Well, I, I, I know I've referenced it
1: before, but I love the reference so much. Greg Bear in one of his cyberpunk novels, was talking about a guy waiting in some lawyer's waiting room, I think. And he was feeling almost physically ill because the whole thing was done up in wood. And he knew this was not real wood. No one could afford real wood. This was highly detailed printed wood. However, the notion that someone would cover a room in simulated dead plant was just disgusting to him. As disgusting as to us, something a
0: room filled with bones and leather might be if you're a delicate city boy. So on kind of a semi-related note, I know that the megacorps are not like one corp, one idea, but they kind of are as well, like character classes (laughs) are. So um, Pulse is like sports and surgery, Sure, uh, TTI as designer organisms, et cetera. But I was wondering why there isn't, maybe not a megacorp, but a large corporation that really works on mad science tech involving plants. I think there's a, a niche there that could be exploited like a kudzu. Hmm. Sure, sure. Some book or something had an image of a computer that was made out of plant materials, or
2: there was algae being used as uh, memory cells, it's not a terribly uncommon one. in uh, hitchhikers Guide to the Galaxy, remember, Earth isn't a computer on its own. Right. There were mice involved, but yeah. There were. Okay. I remember a, a sci-fi novel
1: in which hu- human ends up on a spaceship piloted by basically a non-anthropanther. And these creatures, they since they have no hands, they grow these little fern things that can walk around and manipulate things with their fronts. But this cat has a very bad temper, and he keeps destroying his little hand things and then realizes hold on if if i if i
2: kill them all then i have to wait a month before i can adjust anything also uh tti has their uh, bio ships i believe if there was a mad scientist group based on plants it might come from uh spawning out of tti well yeah they do all sorts of custom organisms yeah. that's kind of their stock yeah. and trade from plants and knowing some plants that might be spawning and being thrown from TTI at very high velocities. But their imagery tends to be um, bone and
0: like eyes and other more rugose Lovecraftian horror things lurking in the corners. They don't tend to work with Ivy as much. They describe their people as like flesh weavers and boon crafters with a Um, KR. And Russia doesn't have plants, no. um, so I, I, I feel like their imagery is primarily animal. Well, they may, I mean, they almost certainly do designer organisms work with plants, but...
2: There's nothing like stopping them.
0: No, 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 not at all. They're Megagorb.
1: I'd just like to say way to work ghosts into a sentence, sir. I have practiced long and hard.
0: <laughs> so do you feel like we've answered your question? I believe we have. Okay, great. <laughs> Boy, how can anything that
2: big hide for so long a time? Yeah. I wonder what their next move will be. So
0: news from Draconis. There is a new contract, well, new as of a week and a half ago, on the uh, R- Weapons Grade Funk website, uh, Drive Through RPG. It sounds like it's tied into the current meta plot of the raid on the Ruby Spire, Ruby Tower, Ruby Pillar, Ruby Thing. No, it's not slippers. Crossing the Rubicon. No, that's. <laughs> uh, so the blurb on the back. You can't have a book blurb on the back. It's a PDF. The blurb on the site. A trip to a blue sky station vigilance becomes a work opportunity when a murder must be solved before a station-wide panic ensues. Hundreds of thousands of people have gathered in and around the vigilance for a pulse event of system-spanning importance. And the killer could be any one of them. It's a very set piece. Like, I see one of you people has done this in the salon. Sure. Failure means the, deaths, failure means the deaths go unsolved, but there may be more at stake here than just a few more bodies in the black. So, murder mystery type thing. The last one was really combat intensive, so that's probably a welcome change. Sure, sure. Uh, and it does sound like it's in the backdrop of the of the pulse meta plot, which I'm happy about because the last
2: trio of contracts really didn't fit into much of the. Uh, I always treated as you kind of threw it in wherever, and the the setting was so generic; it be it could be placed in on any world around any world or anywhere.
0: Yeah, more plug and play, but there are elements of them that feed into um, sound and silence. Like I guess we can spoil them; they've been out for two years now. But like the owl plot. Yeah. and and uh, whispers all kind of feed into
2: things we learn in sound and silence later. But even that was could be manipulated and changed just slightly to fit into almost any storyline. So they're great if you need a. I need to put my players through something now. Okay, grab something pre-built, change it slightly, and throw it in. But we haven't had that much
0: interaction of players with the meta plot yet, so it might be a way of doing that. And I'm kind of curious to see it. I, don't know if I got it as, as a Kickstarter backer or not. If not, I'll buy the damn thing. Yeah.
1: We've received messages from their spaceships. For a while, it came in as just a lot of jumbled noise.
0: So this episode, we'll be talking about Pulse, everybody's favorite, whatever the hell they are, megalithic corporation. Um, it's the wackiest of the corporations. It definitely is the wackiest of the corporations. I, I think you're right there. With the last two corporations we covered, Marsco and ASR, we stretched them out into three and a half episodes each. Pierce said of my tendency to do this, I don't think you can get three episodes out of a company that specializes in thick. And I think he's probably right. So we'll compress this one down to two and make it a little bit tighter. So question one, part one, Pulse, what is it? This is a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer unless you want to. Pulse is the health, wellness, fitness, and hype mega corporation. Uh, it's central health?
2: health. Health, really? Health, really. Well, okay, so. Not like keeping you healthy per se, but health as in like bodybuilding and yoga, I would think. I think that's, I mean, there's a lot of like personal fitness health, but also um,
0: like anti agathic technologies. Yeah. yoga sounds kind of mellow for pulse. If you can bend your knee behind your other knee, (laughs) if it's combat yoga, maybe no, they're not about combat. They're not about fighting. That's just the, the, sorry,
1: competitive yoga. Okay. That's true. That is who can become tranquil in the minimum amount of time. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, so historically pulse was the, probably the main medical corporation for about a hundred years after genotype, like turned inward and then collapsed. Um, progenitus which is i think what we all think of as the the corporation that makes the first aid kits now they didn't crop up until about 270 ae or so 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 pulse was it for a time and they have like the regeneration pod technologies and genetic therapy was probably their big thing for a while and structural repair work is still kind of their one of their big bread and butter things they have really good doctors they specialize in elective surgeries and um, jowl lifts and things like that but they do have strong medical technology at their okay. I can call they no longer have they never had the medicine skill so presumably they're somewhat kind of ham-fisted at it maybe so, so they're not pure Golgothrinch and arc 2 material I never never say that about my beloved <laughs> or, no i mean they're they're they are
2: they are medical is not their primary Uh, more of a dr frankenstein than i i don't know any other fictional wonder doctors uh what was the name of dr strange dr frankenfurter certainly in just seven (laughs) days
0: but for the for the most part their medical technology is focused on making you the best you can be and sometimes that does involve reattaching a leg but other times it makes you you know bigger stronger faster Pulse's philosophy is not necessarily being the most violent, the, the strongest or whatever. It's the simply the best you can be at what you want to be or the best you that you can be. It's mostly self-actualizing. As it happens, sports and pretty are both ways that people can be the best and be visibly so. And kind of generally most people respect that. But Pulse does not emphasize like the same standard Miss America body shape. Sure. Or the same standard... Adonis or the same standard anything Because it's all about your unique vision of you Not what society wants you to be
1: But do they have a lot of monasteries Or people on top of Mountains all by themselves for decades at a time that, I, that, that doesn't really Sound like the pulse that I think of
0: I think they do um, really? okay. I think they do and some evidence for that Well they, they have a very strong Like travel adventure Thing which is not the same as going to a mountain To meditate but it right. is going to the mountain Okay. So that's half the battle. They are interested in things that are not football, uh-huh. or giant robot ball, or ball ball. And if that is part of your personal zen, then you should pursue it as hard as you can. My, one of my Pulse characters is absolutely fanatical about darts, and is dangerously competitive with them. And uh-huh. no one likes playing with him because he's a jerk. You know, maybe there's a competitive librarian contest or something where you file books as fast as you possibly can. It most likely is. Yeah.
1: Right, but... Uh,
0: I, I feel like it's
1: more of a visible competitive out there. Not go discover yourself by living
0: in some guy's backyard for a few decades and writing about it. It's 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 both, but you're right to the degree that most people see the unless, violence. Unless you have a lot of camera
2: drones following you, and you could. Uh, that would be more of the Bear Grylls type of uh, person. But it definitely. Could be both. It's once again this is the highly visible side versus the kind of hidden side yeah. of anything. Popular
0: pulse is going to be more about the ball ball games and um, being Viadanas be and less about being Emerson. But if you want to be Emerson, you will be Emerson, and will do it damn well. Actually, that's Thoreau. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. So sorry. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Cyber Thoreau with camera drones. <laughs> This is the six months I spent away from social media. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there are master chess players and things like that. But parents will tend to steer kids towards the careers that will make them money and be visibly flashy. Like all parents, they want their kids to succeed. And it's hard to succeed when you want to be the best philosopher you can possibly be. Hmm. But that doesn't mean that they will not tailor your, they will not help you reach that goal if that is your personal goal. And I suspect that Pulse has more preeminent people in it per capita than any maybe anybody except maybe tti okay because people do live the live the dream so strongly and violently and they might have some really weird preeminent scholars
2: too like there may be a preeminent protocol person there somewhere that'd be interesting yeah it's it's probably like tti as you said might might have a higher number of preeminent people but it might be a more narrow focus chemistry or biology science where we might get the preeminent uh, sneaking person. Right. You And the, the competitive speaking. I wonder if they're like, yeah. A competitive speaking. Yeah, there we and go. Not competitive speaking. <laughs> they competitive. might have really good debate teams. We don't know. But leaving
1: someone devastated by your polite greeting. <laughs> well, I was trying
2: to say competitive
0: sneaking and then make a very good joke about how nobody could find the contest, uh-huh. but it wouldn't have been funny.
2: That's where the competitive tracking people come in. So one,
0: one thing we were kind of talking about earlier is uh, both of us kind of came into the game with Pulse as like big big media, big Hollywood in our heads.
2: Yeah. That, that was definitely me where I was looking out through this and uh, reading about Pulse and went, oh, they must control basically all of the TV and all of the adverts and basically everything else because they're the flashiest. They want everyone yeah. to know what they do. They come across as Hollywood-style talent agents with all the cocaine. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, while Marsco might be the larger media empire, there's a very good chance that that is more of a news media or a currently happenings media versus the Pulse, which will probably be more focused on, say, sports media or the they might have a better reality TV show uh, media. I don't don't at all
0: doubt that Marsco has like an infinite number of sitcom generating algorithms. They may not yeah. even need actors anymore. That's why I call it reality TV. It might actually be reality this hmm, time. I, we don't know. <laughs> but Pulse definitely features celebrities and idols. That's one of their big things, is to have these people that you want to put on pedestals to be very much like them.
2: Hmm. The other question from that stems from is what kind of movies all come out of the Pulse versus Mars Co versus all that? Because I have a feeling that we might get a few more Michael Bay's coming out of uh, Pulse I know they like
0: explosions, but they like it when those explosions celebrate a person. So I think it's more likely you'll get things that idolize the hero from Pulse Studios. That movie with the president that was on the plane. And 2012? B- no. Yes. But not that one uh, Air Force One? Yes, Air Force One Where the president beat up a bunch of bad guys And like leapt to the world's events and things like that Okay, sure Probably sure. not 2012 <laughs> It was a very fun movie Or Abraham Lincoln,
1: Zombie Slayer Probably, getting... If we look way back in our historical records
0: Right, right, right That was a, a great documentary I enjoyed every <laughs> minute of it Uh, But I bet Pulse puts on the best concerts of any of these groups. I would not doubt that in the slightest. That's got a person on a stage with backup singers being the best they can be and the sparkliest. And that's going to... The loudest. Yes. Things that are uniquely Pulse. Pulse is small by Megacorp standards. Uh, This was discussed in, I think, Sound and Silence. Partly because of its intensely competitive culture, Pulse drives off people it's got the lowest number of Corp Citizen employees of any group except maybe TTI. It's smaller than IRPF, and that's kind of weird. Huh.
1: So there's lots of people out there who used to be part of Pulse and are now just kind of sad and have the home game somewhere.
0: Yeah, or a lot of people that would look at Pulse and say, yeah, but they're all crazy. Sure. I think more, more. we, we kind of describe Pulse as being like Land of Wacky, and it definitely is. I think it, it's more... Fictional feeling than any of the other megacorps, and the towns kind of go that way too. To live there, you have to buy so much into the competition. It's like your entire life is um, Junior Princess Talent Show Competition Mom times 10. Uh-huh. That's scary. It
2: is. Yeah. And some people don't have that commitment to Sparkle Motion. <laughs> they can't survive. That's, I can imagine that would be uh, incredibly draining to do day after day after day yeah. for your life. Pulse creates more like broken homes than any group should because
0: not everybody can can keep up and sometimes your spouse can't or they don't want to. Sometimes it's just scripted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're small and they're light and that's strange. They can probably make decisions faster than most corporations of their age because they have – a leaner structure, relatively speaking. And so they're able to do these things on a dime that other people couldn't, like suddenly launch an attack on their respire for no clear reason or something like that. They're known for having rapid responses and not predictable ones at that. So it's kind of part and parcel of not having this overwhelming amount of bureaucracy. They're probably more of a scale that PCs can approach than any other megacorps except TTI, and TTI is so secretive that you wouldn't have that feeling with them.
2: They're definitely the corporation most likely to have mortar hobos, and I know a lot of player characters like to go that route in some campaigns.
0: Yeah, I feel like they're just the ones that are going to breed the most PCs generally because they treasure iconoclasts and innovators to a degree that certainly Marsco doesn't.
2: Yeah. It, uh, they go out there and be the best self that you can be is very attractive to the type of adventure. character that player character. Yeah, it's an adventure. Yeah. They, they, they breed adventures, which is terrifying, but also really funny.
0: Pulse is very experimental. They love results. They love movement. They uh, love progress. They forgive explosions more so than some because, you know, the occasional light massive failure is part of the job. Right. As long as you get somewhere, ultimately, they're more tolerant of screw
2: ups if the rewards are big enough in the end. If you learn, if you learn something, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Or even if it just looks good, make sure there's cameras. The
0: Pulse Homeworld is currently Venus, as far as we know. I mean, everybody's on Mars originally, and that's where all the big industry is. But when Venus was opened up as a place to explore, Pulse loved it. It's a little far out, a little bit huge. Sure, the terrain is really strange. The people are kind of unfriendly and hostile, and there's just places to explore. So they were the f- corporation that really like surged across Venus. Yes. Not that anybody really did. But it's just a climate that they find unusually appealing because it's harsher and they respect that. And there's a lot of space there too. If there is a Pulse corporation, it's probably on Venus somewhere. I've always found Pulse to be kind of the least realistic because of the sports thing. And I don't know if that's simply because it's weird or because furries hate sports. course, realistic in the context
1: of a role-playing game. Yeah, I'm not saying role-playing games are always total fantasy, but the, the role-playing games don't represent pedestrian. People aren't interested in that. People True. are interested in the over-the-top stuff that is Pulse's specialty. So it's, it's it's for the particular context of a
0: role-playing game, they fit really well. Yeah. I guess if you want someone to be like the grand Roman Empire with the vast arena in the heart of the city where millions of people are lined up to watch you
2: beat someone else to death, you'd go with Pulse. Yeah. The other thing with the Furious Hate sport, Pulse might kind of be like the big sports organizations, NBA, NFL, uh, NFS, where they organize and might contract or own the biggest names, but anyone else can really join in, which might also be why they are smaller because they don't necessarily need to own every team. Actually, Mm. it would be Probably to, counterintuitive. They need to manage them, perhaps. They need but, to manage them. Okay. They need to make sure everyone plays by the rules, but they don't necessarily, like, it would be incredibly boring if it was like, and we have the Pulse team <laughs> playing against the Pulse team again. No, that's,
0: that's legit. We know that they have the fewest number of, like, corporation citizens. That doesn't necessarily mean they don't have the highest, a much higher number of subcontractors. Yeah. Sure.
2: Some co- subcontractors, it's like, not the NFL doesn't own every stadium. The NFL contracts a lot of stadiums, though. Okay. This also reminds me of, of one of my favorite animated movies, Red Line, mm.
1: of the no-holds-barred racing game, where they simply announce, we're going to be holding it on this planet this time. And that planet says, if you do that, we'll we'll destroy you. And their reaction is,
2: sounds good. We'll be holding it there, definitely. <laughs>
0: yes. If you haven't
2: seen Red Line yet, it is probably the most gorgeous anime movie I've it's, ever seen. It's beautiful. Every single frame can be pulled out. And i
1: and, and, the, and the first scenes taking place on planet Dorothy, where the, the the natives are all
0: anthropomorphic black terriers. This makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty amazing visually. That's a great movie. Okay, so Pulse Part 2, a brief history. And part of the reason this is brief is because we've already been over this like three times in the last two months hmm. with the year 100 episode and ASR and Marsco, which are all kind of formed in the same general period. Pulse is, along with uh, ASR and Genotype, one of the three spinoffs from Marsco from around 30 to 80 AE. It was spun off to build morale, increase fitness, bind people together with social events, keep people focused, motivated, fit, and trim in the aftermath of the Holocaust of Earth. At the same time, this is a little less less by the books, uh, this was a time when we were trying to get rid of humans. And... Pulse was instrumental in showing off everything a vector could be, but maybe not everything a human could be. So that's kind of in that time period as well. Very quickly, they went into physical enhancement, uh, building on the idea that vectors were genetically flexible, adaptable, and they could be really exciting to watch on TV. The kind of focus on competitive gaming as the road to physical perfection was their mainstay for at least 50 years or so, from like 30 to 70 I had spoken about the idea of the Project Limitless vision. Pulse's slogan is become limitless. There's a suggestion there was a grand social unification project that Pulse was working on, and no real direct clue as to what it was, but tied into the slogan, tied into their vision of like physical enhancement through sports, and to the fact that ASR wrecked everything by introducing the COGS, my idea is that likely it was this make everybody infinite diversity through surgery, through modification, as a way of expressing everything the vector species could be and totally wiping out humanity or marginalizing them. But when the COGS came around, they couldn't improve them in that direction. So for equality's sake, they didn't go down that road as far as they might have. And that was probably around, you know, 70 to 100 or so when they were like really building up their brands and escaped from Marsco's umbrella. A little blip in their history about... 100 to 120 AE, they discovered gladiatorial combat, rediscovered it, publicized it, made it big. Don't know exactly when it happened, but at some point in time there, people started dying in the pulse arenas, and that was okay. Well, I mean, as long as their brain's not there, they can be
2: given a new body. Sure. It's not like eclipse (laughs) phase in that sense. Yeah. Let's pretend that happens to all of those people that are broken down there. They could also make a backup. That tech
0: will eventually be available on the timeline. Anybody that's worth a return visit, they probably do. But if someone dies in round one, really, are they worth oh, it? Probably not. It might yeah. be. Who knows? I mean, only the rich people deserve resurrection. It depends on the viewership, though. Also, we don't know they had brain taping in 100 AE. That's that's why I said depending on the timeline. Yeah. Anyway, life is cheap. Uh, there you go. Um, Back then,
1: they just had a handheld cassette recorder and says, "Quick, you have five <laughs> minutes. Tell us about yourself." <laughs>
2: Okay, that's been 30 seconds, and now for the commercial break. <laughs> yeah.
0: Pulse really goes dead in the histories for quite some time after that. I think we get more hints about what ASR and uh, TTI are up to. Uh, we know they really took to Venus when Venus opened up its territory in 430. that become kind of their big place to go. Uh-huh. And since Venus was viewed as the biggest publicity stunt in all of 2,000, 3,000 years of history feels like Pulse is probably at work there somehow, too. Sure. But only because it's the big publicity stunt that's kind of their part and parcel. Got to be there to be part of the publicity pie. There's a place where I think that Pulse's absence is notable, and that is around 500 to 510 when civilization collapsed. What happened at the time was these strange bloody things started breaking out of reality and tearing through people and Luna Station was eradicated by them and the Venus spaceship was shot down to keep a quarantine and Venus got very hostile over that and Mars Co. locked down all transportation across Seoul for for at least a few years. Uh, Ganymede started starving. Venus was cut off from the supply routes and the entire system was shoved into a dark depression because of the Whisper catastrophe and Whisper. Quarantines that followed. Pulse is the solar system's cheerleader. That's maybe oversimplifying a bit. And I think the question of where were they during this time period is one that probably could be important to your campaign if you're running it in 500. There's a lot of options for where they could have been. It's a big
2: solar system. Yeah. With what they're doing now with the meta plot, this could have been the first attempt. That's a place that a campaign could go. Yeah, maybe they were trying Trigger. to buzz uh, Buzz, Terra and see if they can find out what
0: happened. Um, although it was a while before the Ruby Spire started appearing and they were really definitively linked to Terra. Yeah. I think that a place that suggests a Pulse presence is the um, the Proving Grounds on Ganymede where Giant Robot Ball probably got its start. This is where huge robot combat arenas are set up and Mm -hmm. things smash into each other. And there's a lot of sparks and amazing like purple auras and things like that. And on the books, it was set up so that ASR could have a competitive event that they could own and their people could participate in because they're all like joystick jockeys and not real athletes. But given the circumstances, given there was probably a lot of architecture left over from Stellarum and its shutdown of its stocks on Ganymede, It may be that Pulse and ASR put their grievances aside for five years to kind of bring this new event to light. And that was like a a period where Pulse's publicity engines and ASR's technology really made the solar system shine for a few days. It was much needed in this dark, dark period. So Mm -hmm. one can imagine some good collaborations coming out of this period. Ganymede and Venus are both really having trouble during this this quarantine period. Ganymede almost died. And uh, that's not something that anybody would want. And after that, again, they vanish from the public view meaningfully until until 702 A.E., when Progenitus and Pulse, all the P-corps, wage war against the Ruby Spire. And that's where we are today. And we don't know how that's turning out yet, because it's a very slow war. History of Pulse. History of Pulse. Well,
1: I don't know if disappearing from view or just continuing the ongoing stream of things that they do... None of which are really historically remarkable.
0: Right. So far as people contributing to the big mega plots, meta plots, um, TTI is is always in the public eye. TTI is really like the dominant background corporation besides Marsco so far as like scripting these long-term plot arcs and things like that. The game is shaped so much by transcendent technology and alien stuff. Yeah.
2: The other thing to remember is Pulse it seems to be very focused on the here and now, not the what's going to be happening 100 years in the future. So a lot of their... There might not be a lot of big political things happening that would shape the mega plot thread, overarching plot, as uh, was mentioned. It might be like they might have a whole bunch of little short bursts where they caught the public's attention and then that fizzled out in five years because they had no reason to stay around or it was never big enough, per se, to make a splash. Yeah, yeah. quite possible. As the peenies call it, the now of pulse thought. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll have to reference that in the show notes. <laughs> Good. So like, there, there might always be something going
0: oh, well, on. Uh, one thing they did, but we don't know exactly when, that might have changed the shape of the soul for a while is they invented the Digitrans technology. Yeah. And that's the, the... We just did this in our game. That's the one where you are teleported across the solar system by having your body disintegrated and rebuilt somewhere else. It's effectively Star Trek teleportation. <laughs> a little bloodier. Huh? No, more like the Prestige than uh, Star oh, Trek. Oh, right, right. Good point. Yeah, where you leave the body behind and it gets shoved into a vat
2: somewhere. And presumably there's, Dave, there's um,
1: David Bowie as Tesla.
2: Yes. So uh, I'm just thinking of little metaphors to use for describing like uh, small events uh, on top of a big event. It's like rain on a waterfall. It's not going to change the course of the river, but it will make a few ripples.
0: Right. Yeah, That's legitimate. Moving on to Pulse's role in your campaign and in the solar system in general, Pulse really shines as an instigator for plots and your
2: personal devastation. They really do. I've always used them as an excuse of, you could go off and do this thing, or Pulse is also doing something interesting this time around. (laughs) (laughs) There's also gladiatorial combat. Go play! Basically, yeah. Yeah. New sport on Mars. Do you want to go run around half the world again? And they're always willing to put lots of money into something big and
0: stupid. Like so Resurrecting the ancient sport of Frogger.
1: <laughs>
2: live. <laughs> Are there frogs, specters? We don't know. We found this old Earth sport in the archives called Foosball, where we chain people together and have them <laughs> kick a ball around, but they can only move in one dimension. Real-life Dig Dug? With explosions.
1: That would be great.
0: Yeah.
1: it's just possible we don't take Pulse very seriously.
0: (laughs) I I love Pulse. But yeah, they're kind of Kazinti's scream and leap warrior types, very competitive, and they don't necessarily do things that make sense. So they are going to be the corporation that presses the big red button. Uh Um, If you put all the corps together and ask one of them to, and ask them all not to do the stupid thing, Pulse will do the stupid thing. If your character is a celebrity, as opposed to just like a media figure, probably Pulse is going to be in their background somewhere. Sure. Uh, Funding them, funding their weird lifestyle because the the scandal is almost as entertaining as the performances. It's a corporation that, like we just said this before, but I'll say it again, it's a corporation that's much more on a PC scale than, say, Big M or ASR is. Since they tend to have fewer employees, it's more likely you can know the regional branch
2: manager personally. Maybe not the president, but it's probably actually a bit like my current IRL job, where if I send an email up to the president, it's not a secretary that answers, he will send me a response back. A president, not
0: the president. Not the president. Yeah. The president is a very busy man who's sky gliding right now.
1: Yes. Well, a, a, and
2: t- kind of dangerous to be in the same city as. <laughs> right, right, right. He might blow it up. He might, I, think he, I think the president might know this and might uh, try to avoid cities. I wonder, right. is changing a president's pulse done through trial by combat? If that's what they're into, I mean I don't know, I don't know.' ask your GM.
0: Um, I think that like the scale of it is kind of like agents of shield to me, where you, you can know some really big, powerful people in like one level up, and maybe you can't see the top of the pyramid, but you can see the shape of the pyramid at least.: It's most likely true. Uh, if your characters are heroes, pulse is a great hero accelerator, like we don't know where the tick makes his money, but presumably something along the lines of Pulse can sustain a hero-based ecosystem. They certainly have people that
2: seek out heroic moments and force them to happen in their communities. Would this also be a good kind of way, like you have this one person who really wants to be kind of a war hero in a society that there really isn't much of a need for major war heroes, so they could potentially kind of run together with IRPF per se to be the person to kind of point in a direction and go, go do the thing. We believe in you. Whereas they sit back and clean everything up and make sure they don't do anything too insane. If there are heroes in war, but remember, war does not make people look good. That is true.
0: Unless you happen to be on the winning side, and the winning side is really charismatic. And lots of cameras. Yeah. But overall, I think that the hot zone, we don't really have full military actions in Sol very often. You have hot zones. You have hot, hot zones, yeah. Like corporate wars, and that's... There aren't necessarily good guys in those. So Pulse would be there to rescue the people from the building that was set on fire by angry donut shop employees. But they probably wouldn't be fighting the donut shop employees directly because there'd be a winner and a loser. And it wouldn't necessarily be the best for their public image. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, But Seoul doesn't really
0: have a sustained military.
2: That's what it's not like. a. a the person who wants the glory of say, what's what's the anime? Uh, My Hero Academia with all might. The person to sure. Jur- <laughs> <laughs> Some of the viewers might catch this <laughs> reference, but uh, <laughs> it's the person to run in and basically jump into the burning, collapsing building and pull out seven people and carry them all on their back out to safety. Yeah. And then shout something inspiring from the top of the building as it collapses Absolutely. and jump down and land on the ground and have everyone in like, perfect condition. And if that wasn't Pulse, they really wish it was. It would probably be people in Pulse competing to be that person right, right, for the live action reenactment
1: <laughs> there, there, there's a old, old furry comic book called Albedo Anthromorphics by Steve Galacci and there was one point in it, it, it it's it's also, it's a post-human universe with no humans in it Um, one little kind of side storyline took place we see this kind of crowd and there's this attractive female cougar wearing a pretty dress and she pulls out a machine gun and just starts mowing people down and she's just thinking to herself are any if you're going to respond right and then she sees this mouse who's kind of like looking at her and she's like i'll give him an opening let's see if he takes it and she looks the other way of shooting people and the mouse runs up wrestles with the gun and she's like thinking to herself that's it you've done it as the mouse shoots and kills her she's been trying to provoke heroism by having a terrorist attack that sounds kind of like insane evil version of pulse but it seems yeah. like it kind of fits and not very efficient well, it's uh, it's I,
0: dramatic. I think when we talk more about cities and character types and things like that, we'll mention the, the, the kindling and the spark people that are there to build heroism and promote heroism. Pulse has kind of a fire analogy going on in their way they title their staffers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's part of the tapestry of a Pulse culture. Right. This, this pushing people to greatness or dragging them there
1: right and, and probably just just how far will the pulse people push it now in the the example I gave was probably way beyond <laughs> you in big trouble really fast that way, but I'm sure the whole rest of the world feels you know pulse does not have to take it this far, and I'm sure they feel well we're 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 being as moderate as we can, but we
0: really have to we we have to get a reaction. One more place that Pulse can fit in your world is an unlikely one is like the enlightened master we were talking about earlier can mm-hmm. be a Pulse person because Pulse really emphasizes being being the all you can be. Um, usually it's competitive and stupid, but they could have
2: someone that's that's the god emperor of logic or something like that. It's not out of the question. Yeah, the monk on top of a mountain there to train your character in some kind of uh, – they're preeminent in whatever your character is trying to be trained in. So –
0: in the last 100 years or so, there was briefly the chance to have a gold medal, an Olympic gold medal in poetry or urban planning.
2: Yeah, I remember this. Yeah.
0: It was the something around the 1930s. I don't remember when. It was like the 1930s or 40s Olympics were hosted in Britain, mm-hmm. and Great Britain. And the person who was organizing them decided to add some more academic <laughs> features uh, like urban planning to the Olympic roster. So it wasn't just about competitive games. It was mm-hmm. about uh, arts and yeah. classics and building neighborhoods to spec. And how long did
1: that stay in the Olympics?
0: One cycle. Okay. Yeah, but uh, just think that there could be a gold medal in whatever your skill is. And yeah. um, if you want to go to the, the, um, the event for it, it's going to be in town, probably. Sure. Oh, competitive genetics. My, my horrible monstrosity can beat up your horrible monstrosity. Let's
2: 1912. 1912? That wow. long ago? Wow. I thought it was the 30s. What were some of the events? They're, okay, so it is 1912 to 1948. There was art in the Olympic Games. Oh, okay. That's a long span. Huh. They were added in the summer of 1912. Architecture. <laughs> Brilliant. Architecture, uh, literature, music, painting, sculptures, and statistics. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Switzerland won the 1936 uh, statistics gold medal.
0: What are the odds? (laughs) Sorry. So in ASR and Marsco's little arcs, I wanted to go on to conspiratorial readings of ASR and Marsco. I don't think you could do that with Pulse because there is no Pulse conspiracy that's really not screamingly obvious. The book talks about Pulse secrets, and it's like, yeah, their athletes die horribly. Yes, they do. Thank you. Um, there's, they they do horrible things to their citizens and perform warp science experiments on them. Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, pulse doesn't hide things much. They don't like scandal too much. They uh-huh. tend to keep their tend to keep cameras out of public areas more keep than some. Scandal to acceptable levels. Right. You don't want to be boring. Like right. People. You don't want expensive scandals. Don't want to happen. Right. But I do think it might be useful to look at some alternate interpretations of pulse or more extreme interpretations of pulse that might make them a useful construct in your game. Uh huh. First one I called the blind idiot god because Pulse is, in some ways, destructive. And if you ramp that up a notch, you get this kind of maelstrom of senseless energy where Pulse reacts to things. We have modern politicians that act that way. But maybe they don't just, you know, transform their citizens occasionally, but they regularly create monstrosities in their, of their citizens to get good television. Um, they push their athletes to fatal excess. Their competition is... And of psychotically intense, they not only lunge for the ruby spire, but they have standing armies just in case. Uh-huh. Which they actually do have standing armies just in case, but they use them more frequently. Um, Pulse is not super destructive. They're just militant, but it's not a hard stretch to put them into the territory of just senselessly dangerous. Uh-huh. Cult-like. Yeah, yeah, they're nearly there anyway. As an instigator... I think Pulse finds its real role as kind of the instigator. And looking at Pulse over and over again, I've said to myself, they're really quite silly, aren't they? And there's no real reason for this group to sustain themselves. Their product portfolio is weirdly tight and doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense. Beauty and sports, sure, why not? But um, but
2: they've been around forever. They're one of the oldest corporations. I mean, you say that their portfolio isn't that diverse. But then again, jumping back to the NFL comparison, that's one of the largest like money makers, they make a ton of money. Like they have a few of the highest paid employees, just like period, end of sentence, that are not CEOs of major companies. They might not have a huge diverse portfolio of what they do, but it might also be an incredibly lucrative portfolio that sustains them.
0: Quite possibly. It may be that their primary function in this universe is simply to shake things up. Because there's a lot of stuff that's just there for the churn. The competition over the credit, the... Hot zones. A lot of things are there simply to keep the economy moving, to keep things shaky, uh, shaked up and uncertain. And having Pulse there simply as an agitator would be
2: a valid a valid tool from Marsco. It might be an incredibly valuable tool because it keeps things interesting. It keeps competitions moving. Literally. Yeah. Uh, it's it's if something is starting to go stale, someone at Pulse will probably go, "Hey, this could use some turbulence," and then <laughs> let's head uh, a dragon. Instead like a dragon, yeah, basically, or like it might be like they're the people who go, "Hey, you have a startup that might overthrow a mega uh, corporation. Here, let us throw money at you and see what happens because competition is good." They might do other interesting things like that, where they end up being kind of the angel investor. Well, and I think if it's um, if it tells a good story, I think they're there. Yeah. You know, rags to
0: riches or maybe someone is trying to overthrow the big guy or something like that and they want to sink money into the story. Because
2: why not? Well, because the big guy will destroy you utterly. I mean, it might not. There's always a chance. Okay, true. And this is this is like, if in the real world we had an opportunity to have a company like this and I could join it, I would jump into that probably both feet or head first um, just because that's I enjoyed doing that kind of <laughs> Being able to shake things up a little bit. The... Yes. In our campaign, our,
1: our, the, our captain, has the idea, who has a background in Pulse, um, has the idea for, in the upcoming missions, uh, dividing up the rewards with an extra share. And the share will be rewarded to the member of the crew that she judges has done the most work. Because I want to see them com- compete for these things. I want to see some effort. And I I want to see them fight too.
0: <laughs> That's a very good use of a pulse character. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I no, mean, half the part, I'm over half the party, is pulse right now. So hey, they might get into it. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of bloodshed. It's good use for pulse characters. Let me amend. <laughs> so the the Greek the Greek goddess Eris who's the one that created the Trojan War by throwing the golden apple at the other goddesses and saying, "Hey, you, whichever one you is the prettiest, come and take to this." The hmm? To the to fairest.
2: To the fairest. Yes.
0: Anyway, she's described as being a very nasty kind of goddess, and there's only one positive representation of her in all of like Greek contemporary mythology, where she's described as basically being the spirit of strife through competition. Like the idea of keeping up with the Joneses, of aspiring, of never being happy because the people near you
2: are more prosperous than you, so bettering yourself by aspiring to be what other people are. Jealousy is a very major point in her characterization. So that's yes. describing that very well. But
0: in a, in, in a somewhat positive way, it, it can be positive. It's a, a force of betterment. Discontent is a way of bettering yourself. And that kind of is like a weird, dark version of the eudaimonia word that you like so much. It's kind of the striving, I do like, like it. never attaining. Um, anyway, so the, the, that is a wow, I have no idea where I was going with that. <laughs> it's in my notes. <laughs> Um, But that kind of strife and churn reduces stagnation and keeps movement,
2: movement, if not movement forward. Uh I'm losing English. Actually, that's one of the things I've always been running into in my campaigns is uh, every eventually it gets to the point where the characters don't quite know what to do or are not willing to take a jump. It's the leap of faith moment in most story arcs and Pulse has always been there to push them. Yes. Or to pull the rug from under their feet, depending on how the store campaign is going. You need more Pulse people there. Do. They do. Will, they will do that to themselves. They will, but sometimes they need an outside force, because every now and then I get six people from TTI, and it's like, I don't know what to do with this, but, you know, it'll be fun.
0: And kind of the opposite lens on Pulse, and this one is in Sound and Silence, is the idea that Pulse is stagnant in some ways. Um, they have better and more ancient access to genetic technology to immortality serums that sort of thing longevity treatments and it's known that they sometimes give their senior board members a retirement party by turning them into dragons and letting them loose on venus to rampage for a few centuries or tens of years or whatever people in pulse that reach the top keep going they go down the world of bioprobe technology and can live as villains on the gladiatorial shows as local wildlife on Venus, whatever it takes for them to stay in the spirit of competition and action until they really truly give up and, and move on. Or die. Or, or die, or die violently, which is entertaining. But there's some talk that maybe every 10 or 20 years they just cycle out the management and this year you get to be the dragon and this year you get to be the board and this year you get to be the vice board or the shadow or whatever. And maybe they've been recycling the same
2: people for centuries there's a chance. Like, it's, it would be kind of funny to say the thing that is causing the most change is, in itself, needs the most change. Yeah, I and mean, it would be the sort of irony that you'd get in an RPG. It would describe Pulse pretty well. Something built on competition can only last for so long.
0: And maybe that stagnation is part of why they're doing things like the ill-advised launch at the tower. So, that yeah, there's the, the idea that maybe it's this ancient pool of the same people for centuries, and... The company is lean and highly focused
2: because they have that conservative leadership. Oh, it's like content creator burnout. Hmm? It's like content creator burnout where they've been creating things for so long they don't know what to create next. Oh, like Garfield. Basically. Hmm. Dark. I'd hate to be that. There comes a time in each band's life but he can't even believe his own eyes. Well, after your description, I don't think I'd want to see it either.
0: So that brings us around to What's Awesome this week, where sometimes the hosts bring news clippings or advertisements or whatever they thought was kind of interesting or
2: tangentially relevant this week. I mean, all of my friends have been complaining about questionable moves of large tech corporations, specifically one that uh, kind of looks like a fruit. Is that like tech gossip sort of thing? I... Yeah, basically. It's okay. so like, why really say $4,000 monitor with a $1,000 stand? Oh, that. Yeah, I read about that $1,000 stand. Actually, it's uh, been talked about to death. Actually, as an aside,
1: so my, my, I work at a television station, and we're moving into a new building, buying a whole bunch of new equipment. And I, I, I do IT. I work in computers. The money I spend is like consumer-level stuff. The money they spend for cameras and broadcast stuff, that's expensive. Some of the monitors, they have to use very special monitors for people doing video stuff, very accurate. They are so excited about the incredibly cheap new monitor that Apple is making. (laughs) Because for consumers, that's really expensive. By broadcast standards, that is a steal. They're saying once it's out, no, that's what we're buying. That is one-tenth the price of the closest runner-up. Which is not significantly yeah, better. If
2: you need the extreme color accuracy, yes. If you need it. Right. If, that's Which, very home, big,
1: home users, you do not need this.
2: No. No, Will not. it run Excel? It'll, it'll run the hell out of Excel, sir. I have a lot of friends who are really excited about it, so that they can run a black monitor with basically just gray or other colored text. And it's like, you'll get a lot of text on it, but... You then scale it up to the point where you're not even using the screen space properly, and it's like, why did you spend $5,000 on a monitor where you could get one for, like, well, under well, you, $500 that will do it just you, as good?
1: You didn't spend it. Your employer spent it, sir. Sometimes they do. Oh, well, okay, that's their own damn fault. Well,
0: an article I saw that kind of touched on fantasy and fuzzy animals, there is a big-screen treatment of Terry Pratchett's The Amazing Maurice and His Educated Rodents which is a very sweet book. I think it's a, a movie version. And um, it's basically a f- talking animal version of the Pied Piper of Hamelin, where there's rats and a talking cat, and they perform tricks and things like that. And it's, it's a really cute young adult book. This is going to come out in 2022. So I'm really excited about that. Pratchett is still one of my favorite authors. This is just, it's, it's one of his best books written, I think, when he was really kind of at the height of his writing. So I look forward to seeing that, although it's in a few years. I think that just about covers uh, Pulse Part 1. Next time we'll be talking about the people and places of Pulse, looking at some, some of their subdivisions, life in a Pulse town. And then I suspect we're going on to science fiction sports. There's lots of those. I know, I know. Pyramid, uh, giant robot ball. There's even some mention in the big new books. Carousel. I'm just excited It's <laughs> not a sport <laughs> sure it is
2: It's a journey of self-discovery And exploding I'm just excited Because we can finally make Elite uh, Battle Angel And that sport Real in HSD Okay oh, well yeah. you spec
0: it out And we'll play it sir Of course So uh, to all the rest of you Catch you after line Intro music is Future Club And outro music is Chronicles Both by Sirius Beat this podcast is copyright 2017 by Radio Free Demos, and may be used in any not-for-profit project with appropriate credit and notification. Check out our website, radiofreedemos.com that's D-E-I-M-O-S, for more rambling, resources, links to official and fan-driven content, and our full catalog of episodes. And look for us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play.
2: So before we begin, uh, what was the the giant effectively Eiffel Tower that becomes a spaceport, I think, on a moon of Jupiter? Which one is that? We just had this conversation, but with a totally different person. It's the Spire of Creation. Yeah, the the Spire of Creation. Could you throw a frisbee off the top of that and have someone catch it at the base after it orbits the moon? I don't think it would necessarily come down. Hey, Google, what is the escape
0: velocity of Europa?
1: Europa's escape velocity is 2.02. 2.02. 2.02. 02. There you go. 2.02. 02. Oh, my God. No, I assume we're measuring this in, in apples. Ah. <laughs> like, like Smurfs.
2: 2.02.
1: Uh, <laughs> 02.